Hello and welcome to You Me and the Economy. We will start this episode with a biblical phrase. The mind is willing but the flesh is weak. Because that is what you feel when you hear all the sugar-coated words of Niti Aayog in a policy brief about gig workers. In the Agnipath project after the Central Police Battalions and top industrial houses, now it is the turn of public sector banks to sell dreams to the Agnivis. In other important developments, we have the Adani Group getting one more hefty loan from a public service bank consortium, making its total loan more than 2 trillion rupees. And we have the GST summit ending without a conclusive decision on extending compensation to the states. My name is Kavita Kabir and here is your weekly roundup of economy and finance. In its policy brief on India's gig and platform economy, the Niti Aayog has shown the right intent by outlining the need for social security measures, pension plans, accidental insurance and special provisions for women workers and disabled employees. They acknowledge that the number of gig workers who are hired to perform temporary or freelance work is rapidly increasing and the sector needs special attention. Yet it fails to promise anything concrete. The policy brief does not recommend mandatory social security measures. The brief puts the responsibility of most social security measures on respective platforms while making these provisions discretionary. It is largely silent on the government's financial responsibility towards implementing these measures. In short, the policy will be of little use unless it recommends legally binding provisions. but still acknowledging the issues is a good start the union government's run from pillar to post continues to somehow make the agnipath scheme attractive to the discontented youth in the latest they have met with the state owned institutions the government pleaded with the banks insurance companies and financial institutions to consider providing loans to retired agnivis The loan proposals are for education, setting up business and skill development. And it is not loans alone that the government is aiming at. In a statement the finance ministry said that the state-run banks, insurers and financial institutions will explore employment opportunities for agnivis in suitable capacities. But so far consultations have not led to any mandatory assurance or concrete provisions by the banks. Five years after the shift to the goods and services tax, the fiscal federalism of the country is at stake. The union government had used the excuse of the pandemic to tighten its grip over revenue receipts by imposing different kinds of cess and not disbursing state's share in GST compensation. The compensation for revenue lost to the states owing to implementation of GST was for five years. That five-year period ended on June 30th. and now the states are demanding an extension to the compensation scheme for an additional 5 year period but the gst meeting ended last wednesday without any decision on extending compensation to the states this was despite at least two dozen states raising the issue in addition the recent supreme court ruling that decisions on the gst council are not binding upon the states has strengthened the case for fiscal autonomy Things may head to a showdown if this deadlock continues. In other news, Adani is getting more loans from the public sector banks. 
An SBI-led consortium of banks has sanctioned rupees 6,071 crore loan amount to Kutch Copper Limited, a subsidiary of Adani Enterprises Limited, for setting up a greenfield copper refinery project. The plan is for production of refinery copper with 1 million tons per annum in two phases. The other consortium members are Bank of Baroda, Canara Bank, Exim Bank of India, Indian Bank, Punjab National Bank, and the Bank of Maharashtra. The combined gross debt of Adani Group companies has now reached a new high of rupees 2.22 trillion at the end of March this year, up by 42% from rupees 1.57 trillion a year ago. The consistent and generous support of public sector banks to Adani despite his mounting debts raises questions about whose interest the banks serve, the public or the corporates. Another case of corporate loan default has led to a suit in London. Six Indian banks are suing GVK Coal Developer Singapore, part of the Indian conglomerate GVK Group, for rupees 12,114 crore plus interest. The consortium Bank of Baroda, Bank of India, Canara Bank, ICICI Bank, Indian Overseas Bank, and Axis Bank claim that GVK failed to make certain repayments. GVK cites failure to obtain a mining lease in the Alpha project in Queensland, Australia, as the reason for default. The mining lease was not sanctioned owing to litigation by environmental groups, and the banks are at the verge of closing about 12,000 crores. It's time the banks consider the social and environmental consequences of the development projects they fund. Looks like there's finally going to be a ban on single-use plastic to come into effect from July 1st onwards. Yet the lobbyists have not shied away from trying to extend the deadline yet again, citing reasons like non-availability of cost-effective alternatives. The beverage industry that relies heavily on straws is the front-runner among the lobbyists, claiming straws to be integral to their business. The Ministry of Environment in its notification is clear and specific about the restrictions. It says that India will ban manufacture, import, stocking, distribution, sale, and use of identified single-use plastic items, which have low utility and high littering potential, all across the country from July 1, 2022. Thanks for listening to this podcast. For more stories and analysis, head to our website www.senfa.org and keep listening to Yumi and the Economy.